I know a secret about you. I know that you decide which episode to listen to based on who the guest is and the type of business they run. Well, I reckon that's fraught with danger because you'll miss some absolute gold along the way. Today's guest is Riz Syed, and he owns and runs 30 brow bars around Perth. If I lost you, stay with me. He loves his staff, and they love him back. What on earth could he teach you about how to run a successful business? Hey, before we get stuck into episode 397 of the Small Business Big Marketing Show, the marketing gold is made possible thanks to Prosper and Design Crowd. Prosper is Australia's number one online lender to small businesses. You can quickly apply online for loans up to $250,000, get a fast decision, and in most cases, receive the funding in under 24 hours. Give them a buzz, one 300 Double eight two eight six seven. See how they can help you, and tell them Timbo sent you. And we're also made possible thanks to Design Crowd, which is the world's number one custom design marketplace. Where, with access to five hundred and fifty thousand designers, you'll get the perfect design every time, and you can get a hundred dollars off your brief over at designcrowd.com forward slash. Timbo. Yeah, I said, welcome to a small business marketing show, where successful small business owners share their souls, to take your marketing straight to the lead, now here's your host, Mr. Timbo Reed. And welcome back to the Small Business Big Marketing Show. I am your host, Timbo Reed, but you infinitely... Infinitely more importantly, you're a motivated business owner and you're ready to crank out some great marketing to build that beautiful business of yours into the empire it deserves to be. Big show today. Riz Syed of Zubia's Brow Bars in Perth shares how he's managed to open 30 stores in just one state in the last few years and create a tribe of loyal, long-term staff along the way. I'll show you how and why to fish where the fish are, and we go back into the vault revisiting a chat I had with gold medal Olympian Stephen Bradbury. Told you it's a big show. As per usual, there is marketing G-O-L-D dripping from the ceiling over here at Small Business Big Marketing's HQ. So let's get stuck right in. speaker for your next conference? Recommend Timbo to your event organiser. Or better still, book him. Tim Reid. That's R-E-I-D You know, you and I are going to be meeting some amazing business owners and marketers over the coming weeks. We've got sisters Joe and Lucy from Homewares Brand Hunting for George, who are going to come in and explain how content marketing has been a major reason for their brand's success. And we catch up with Canadian entrepreneur Troy Packett, who's actually created a market in selling fresh canned air. Yep, he sells air. Interesting interview, that one. Now, that brings us to today's guest, who doesn't sell air at all. His name is Riz Syed, and he's the founder of Zubia Brow Bars in Perth. In fact, along with his wife, he's opened 30 of them in recent times. Now, Brow Bars, just so we get it, are where you get your eyebrows threaded. (laughs) 
I've not been to one, but I have seen them in many a shopping centre wondering, what on earth is that? What are they doing to those women? You can get lash extensions and all that kind of stuff. That's what a brow bar is. And they, I don't know about you, but seem to be popping up on high streets and shopping centres at a rate of knots at the moment. So sort of like wondering, is it a trend or is it something that's kind of here to stay? We will find that out. Now, Riz is big on attracting and retaining great people, and he's crystal clear on why he does what he does, and he loves nothing more than delivering a flawless and consistent customer service experience. There is a lot to be gained by having a listen to Young Rez. So if you're struggling with any of those areas of your marketing, you're going to love what he shares. Big thank you to past guest Lisa Conway of Zing Coaching for introducing me to Rez, who I started off by asking, how on earth did he get started in threading? Very interesting question. Um, look, I've grown up with five sisters, and that's a lot of sisters, and that's a lot of uh, uh, beauty treatments that go around in the house, and certainly threading was one of those. So I grew up uh, being uh, surprisingly hair being pulled off my hand while I was sleeping, and I wake up in a shock, <laughs> going, "What's going on?" So we grew around with this technique, and I knew it very well. Uh, what, what, um, what country was that? India. Okay, India. so I was born and bred in India. Hyderabad was my city. Um, so yeah, that, that those are all my memories as I grew up. So that's how I came across threading, and uh, it's very commonly used in the Middle East as well, uh, Egypt and so on. So it's still very practiced. It's about three thousand years old or six thousand years old. I don't know much about the history, uh, but who knows? You know, it, it's a very, very ancient, still running, still amazing, natural, amazing technique. So I knew this first-hand as growing up. Why, why um, has it taken so long to come to Australia? Uh, look, um, possibly waiting for me, I would like to say, but <laughs> no, it's not true. Uh, people have did, uh, uh, started here, but I think when you... My purpose of the business, let, let's start there. That was kind of makes sense. Uh, look, I grew up in a business environment. My dad was a businessman. My brother followed him and he's into business. I grew up into business and integrity. That's an everyday normal process for me. So that's how I knew life. And I thought business was a very chaotic thing, but this is how it was run in India. So that's, that's what I felt. And I thought, I'll go good, do a good education in IT. I'll get a good job. I'll do 95. And then after that, life is sweet. And what do you need from life? Hey, that's what I thought. I've got it all figured come back to Australia, start to do my degree, start a job, and I very quickly find myself bored to death going, is that it? Can't be it. What, what was the and degree? I, I did in Masters in Information Systems in South Australia. <laughs> I in love the it. USA. So I love that. Yeah. Already I love this story because you've gone and done a Masters in South Australia on Information yes. Systems. I don't even know what they are. And now you're running <laughs> an incredibly successful threading business. Well done yeah. to you. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, okay. Yeah. So it comes down to that. So I, I came here, figure out that's not the thing to do. And then I, my wife is also very uh, amazing. She's done masters in teaching French as a foreign language. She's worked for a very big uh, language institution mm. that is across the world called Alliance Francaise. So she's she's there. She's also uh, business oriented. She doesn't come from a business background, but she always was keen to do more and learn more and do things. So we both come together, and we're thinking hey, we could do something, but the purpose has to be right. And the purpose purely for me and my wife was it has to be genuine, 
has to add value to people's lives and has to be towards good health and good practices. And we want to change uh, or bring those things to our society because Australia is such an amazing country. Only one thing I'll tell you about Australia that I absolutely love is called freedom. Mm. It's freedom to the bone. So you can absolutely go at anything. Have it. Nobody's, people are so supportive and helpful here that I found that I couldn't possibly have the same environment in India. And I've loved it. And I've really felt like I could do something here. I could give back for what I received. So I so, love this. So at some point, you and your wife have sat down. You go, you know what? The, the master's bores me. Your wife was looking for some kind of change away from working for the language school. Uh, was there a kitchen table kind of meeting where you bounced around a whole lot of ideas? Yes. We looked into several things. Uh, it wasn't until my sister, who was in the US, has got several salons doing this exactly, rang me up and said, I was saying, this is what's going on in my life. Why don't you do what I do? And I said, what do you do? I, Sorry, I never ask you too much because I've got five sisters. I get too, can't go into too much detail. So this is what I do, and uh, you can come over and have a look. So we went. We had a look. And uh, we investigated around in Perth around at that time, and there were some people offering threading. But I understood one thing, very, very important, Tim, at that time, that people will not just jump into something without knowing that's silly that you know especially something so prestigious like an eyebrow you're not just going to give it to somebody to do something new just like that so it's a big part of education i have never looked it, at my brows as prestigious that is wonderful i will i'm going to look at myself differently yes if you look if you ask a woman uh, possibly that would be the most important thing that because it frames the face and mm. it's also if People don't understand it that way. They will certainly understand it that way once they have threading done because the shape you'll get and how much value it will add to the features you already have, it, it's a no-brainer. Once you see that, you realise So you it. have gone over... Uh, your sister was living in the States, is that correct, that you went to correct. visit? And yes. you and your wife have learnt or rediscovered, I guess, threading, mm-hmm. the art of yes. threading, and yes. gone, you know what, this ticks a lot of boxes. Um you know, you talked about purpose being it's genuine, you know, we're going to be able to add value to people's lives by having them improving, I guess, their confidence in the way they look. So you've come back here. What did you do? <laughs> I tried every single place to get an opening, obviously. It's so alien, I couldn't even get insurance cover for it. They all just went, what? You want to do what again? And we are covering that? That's not happening. <laughs> it wasn't until I found a... South African guy on the phone who had a, his wife would do this, um, you know, treatment in South Africa. And he goes, oh, I know what you're talking about. Give me a minute. I'm going to talk to my wife about this just before I cover you. I do want to help you because I think it would be fantastic and my wife would be your first client. I say, great, I finally got somebody mm-hmm. who knows about threading. Well, that's where it all started. So I got the insurance, all the different stages. It was really difficult, uh, but certainly worth a while. So he was, he was, that South African fellow, was he an insurance guy? Yes. Every business owner needs that person. I don't mean insurance person, but that, you know, yeah. when you're starting a business and it's a new idea, particularly, I guess, when it's an idea that many people haven't heard of, you, you we've somehow just got to find that one person that believes in what we're doing, don't we? Absolutely. Is, he still, Absolutely. is his wife still a client? Um, I believe so, but <laughs> I've grown too big, Tim, sorry. But, uh, I love uh, it. 
Well, uh, I'm, I'm too, bu- too busy backstage. So. Oh, good on you, Riz. Well, that's why you're here, mate, because I think it's <laughs> fascinating that you have got now 30 uh, Zubius salons, threading salons throughout Perth. So ha- ha- before we get to 30, because it is a question that's on my mind, how did you get to 30 and where are you going to be in two years' time? But w- what was the first one? Was it a market stall? Was it a, an attachment to a hairdressing salon? What was it? It was the salon that I'm most proud of, Tim. It was a pathway. Uh, I couldn't call it a salon. I couldn't call it. A, <laughs> you could call it anything. You could call it an open plan kiosk. <laughs> chaos <laughs> or kiosk? No, it wasn't chaos. I think we organised it quite nicely. Yeah. Very personal touch. Two partitions from IKEA. Two toilet mirrors. You know the little ones. I remember they were eight dollars each on the wall. Um, that's what I hung. Uh, $250 rack in the middle of those, like a shelf, so we can put our yeah. equipment. My personal laptop on top, trying to display any videos I could find about training because we didn't, couldn't afford to have a formal one, so I just put together what I could. Mm-hmm. And uh, two barber chairs I bought uh, in WA for 250 each. And ourselves presented well, smiling, with a uh, laminated poster saying eyebrow threading. And uh, all I had was myself, a thread, uh, my wife right next to me, and all our intentions were intentions were focused on explaining to people what this is and let them decide uh, and get familiarised and comfortable and if they want to do this. And every time we did a customer uh, and we... Uh, obviously, after the you know proof is in the pudding, that's why I always believe when they see it, when they understand it, when they get there and they see the result, they spread the word, and I will always bank on that. And but, say, Here's but therein lay that was your challenge, wasn't it? Because you are you're new to business, you are f- selling something that we don't know what it is. I mean, I've walked past threading places in Sa- Southland, a shopping centre near where I live, and I'm like, what is that? It's a trend. Won't be here next week anyway. I won't bother to understand it anymore. So uh, clearly that's not the case now. But yep. it must have been something that you really had to work hard on, that whole oh, education yes. process. Yeah. I took a lot of emotional beating. So did my wife. What do you mean? I think out of the two, um, I coped better and I still stood. Because you have to stand in front. You can't expect. Because it's so unique and so new, you have to invite people, you have to approach them because generally people are shy. What you what is what you don't know, you don't want to know. It's generally you know stay away from it kind of thing. So I had to be that person. So my challenge here, Tim, is I'm from India, so I've got a fairly darker skin, so it doesn't. Uh, I don't look like an average person that you'll find in the you know Caucasian person in Australia. Not that it's a good thing or a bad thing. Mm. Just st- stating the different facts. So. And I'm a male, mm. and I'm in beauty, and I'm selling something quite unique on a walkway <laughs> open kiosk. <laughs> so there were plenty of challenges. So what, tell me about, what, what do you mean by the emotional beatings? Like where, yeah, what does that mean? Um, people who don't actually understand um, what threading is, they'll be quick to judge and they will make comments that, oh my God, they're lifting the face with a thread or they'll say, oh my God, that's just wrong. And people actually, you know, if I approach them to say, oh, all I want to give you is some knowledge. It's up to you if you don't do it. But I would like one minute of your time, if you, if you may, I would just like to explain to you. And then I will get some answers which would not be 
uh, pleasant, but I kept stuck at it, stuck at it, because all I'm looking for is that one person out of ten will be happy to listen, happy to learn, and that's what I focused on. Always, always focused on. Your, Those customers made my day. Your your wife didn't handle the emotional beatings as well. Was there a moment back around the kitchen table, Riz, where you kind of gone, maybe we're not going to make this work? I never doubted it, mate. Never. From the day one, from that phone conversation with my sister, I had my business set up, done. What about your wife? Uh, I had to get her to buy in eventually. Ah. I'm good at that. (laughs) How? (laughs) Um, Well, I knew I couldn't do it without her. Guarantee that because I am uh, a little bit like Lisa Conway in the sense that I've got the drive, I've got the willpower, and I can see the end straight away, and I can see the bigger picture. Obviously, I'm not great at detail which is my wife. She's brilliant at that. She's a brilliant organiser. She can calculate, work out things. She can uh, lay beautiful plans. So together, we're unbeatable. And I knew that from the get-go. So I had to get a buy-in from her. And I showed her all the confidence in the world that I could. So I said, I will go on my own if I have to. I'll quit everything and I will do it. I seriously believe it and we can make this happen. I had to paint that picture for her. And she did come in, and um, I'm so glad that she did, and she doesn't regret it for a bit. And we have built only on our confidence together, and we are a solid team as ever can be. As you were doing the sell on your wife, Riz, were you confident? Absolutely. 100%. Wasn't going to fail. So so what was... uh, What was the tipping point where all of a sudden... You're heading towards your first ten stores. Did were you just backing yourself, or or did something happen that showed you that this is actually going to be pretty big? Um, in some ways, I would like to think that I always thought big. What about those customers who are living in the remote area? They don't deserve this service. No, I want to be close to them. I don't want them to travel so much. So my salons in WA. If you um, happen to look at a map and later down the track, if you like, it goes from Bunbury to Joondalup. That is nearly, uh, I would say, a four-hour drive. Mm, if big you distance. Like, from, yeah. So I do want to make it easier for the customer and make it readily available just because I can earn more money in a certain location and it's not the point. It's the point is the customer. And I will. it's my job as a businessman to make it work in every area. So that's, that's what I focus on in the background. Listeners, we are talking to Riz Syed, who is the uh, founder, owner, chief everything officer, CEO of Zubius Threading in Perth, 30 stores. You have got quite a number of mostly company-owned stores, Riz, uh, but you're also starting to franchise? Yes, we have had um, quite a lot of amazing uh, staff members because I'm all about people, Tim. I cannot do it without my team. I swear by them, and I put my heart and soul in them. So they returned the same. So I was very glad to have our first ever employee work throughout her time in WA, worked with me, and she moved to Melbourne afterwards for whatever reason. And the second girl who employed, who I employed progressed in our company. I'm talking the second girl in 2008, so she's stuck around. Wow. She did a master's in accounting, did her dash, and said, you know what? I find so much satisfaction working in this company. I'm going to come back and say, you know what, give me a salon. I managed it, I've done it, uh, I know what to do, and you're there, I trust you, 
let's go. I said, why not? Go ahead. So all my franchisees are my own staff who just wanted to upgrade their lifestyle and say, you know, I have so much faith in uh, the way it's operated and the company itself, the purpose, that I want to sign up for it and I want to live my life doing this forever. So, your, your passion for people, Riz, is really, is really obvious. Uh, I speak to a lot of small business owners and if I ask them what's their biggest pain point, it's attracting and retaining great people. What's your secret? Um, look, people are people. Uh, whether it's customers, whether it is staff, they're all core values. Like as a, as a, if you peel the layers back, we are, uh, we are basic as a need. We are as an animal. We like being cared. We like being feeling secure, we like being looked after, we have the same emotions. And if you trigger those things correctly, it's the right purpose in your heart. If you genuinely want to make a, a guest feel welcome, it's not hard. It's really not. You don't have to treat them with fancy stuff. You just have to treat them like a human being, just as you would like to be treated yourself and understand their pain. And if you can't do certain things, just don't bluntly shut the door. You say that these are the difficulties I have. What would you do in this position? And people genuinely understand and care as much as you do, and they get involved and you do things together. And I like doing things together with my team. I don't like doing solo things. So am I right in then saying that this this partner, uh, this husband-wife combination is where you focus a lot on that side of the business, the big picture, the people, um, I'm guessing the marketing, which we'll talk about shortly, uh, and your wife focuses on um, product delivery, service delivery? Uh, My wife is... uh, Okay, that's a, that's a strange thing. You're going to touch on the market soon, but she's in charge, head of the marketing, because uh, uh. she loves that topic, um, which is strange because I'm starting to now realise um, very recently that I might actually be holding uh, my marketing skills that I haven't got into it. And I'll give you a little bit more details on that a little bit later. No, go for it. What are you holding back? Okay, so... Marketing to me was a website, a paper, uh, a flyer, a brochure, whatever it is. And uh, that to me is all details and I'm not a detailed person. So I stayed far away from it and I said, to, you know, I thought it always fell in my life's category. But there is a bigger aspect to the marketing that I'm recently understanding. Marketing is all about gathering right people as customers. Mm-hmm. I am all about people. And I have indeed built... Uh, this business by contributing enormous amount by doing marketing, not by paper, not by website, even though I had developed our own website at that time and did it here and the whole lot. I studied the thing anyway. Mm-hmm. So I've done the, those things. I still do a little bit of that on the side. Mm-hmm. But I never felt that that's where the marketing was at that time because especially education is a big part and I can articulate that so much to the customers and my team, how to train them to help them pass the message on to the customers. And so marketing to me is this dynamic thing that happens between the relationship between you and the customers and you and your staff, very importantly, because that that's who are going to carry in the message to your customers. If you're not good with your staff, good luck, because you're only one, and I've got 150 of my staff, so if I'm not good with them, <laughs> and if I don't have good relationship and they don't do the thing for the right reason, then the message is going out wrongly. 
And that's not, you that's know, not the reality is, and I think what you touched on, Riz, is the fact that marketing is everything and everything is marketing. So you're absolutely right to finally realise that it's much greater than a website and a brochure and a, you know, menu of services uh, and an ad in the local paper. I mean, that's a, I always like to draw a pie chart if you want to kind of visualise marketing. And that pie chart represents 100% marketing, but a very, very tiny wedge are those things that you just mentioned. So it's just everything you're doing. I mean, the way you're managing your clients, your staff, your communications, you know, just everything. So it's a good realisation. And it probably, uh, you, you probably should feel freer in having that rec- in having that realisation. Yeah, it is just happening, Tim. And I'm actually um, listening to Lisa's uh, podcast this morning in the car. The interview I, I did with think- Lisa Conway. Yes, the one that you did with Lisa Conway. And um, I thought to myself, oh, I'm so much like Lisa in so many <laughs> levels. You Believe it or not, we had a similar journey in life. We, I even went and worked for HK just like she did. <laughs> so do, do you think? Do you think you're under? Do you underestimate, or have you historically underestimated just what you're capable of? I absolutely think so. Yes, and uh, it all uh, thanks to Lisa Conway. Geez, you're giving her. A, we would probably have to run her phone number now, so everyone can contact Lisa, Lisa <laughs> Bloody Conway. <laughs> yeah, no, she's gold. She's gold. <laughs> she is gold. She is but but tell me gold. more about that. Um, Backing yourself now. So you've got this confidence that is going to win. Uh, like my question is like you've got 30 stores. Why haven't you yes. got 300 stores? And is that just there around the be. corner? There will be because um, what I've learned, team recently that is helping me achieve those goals is because I, the more, the bigger the team got, the bigger the salon, uh, the business got, the more busy I got in the background because no one person can ever tick Everything, and I'm learning with the business every single day, even today, and I hope I never stop. So over the time, looking after so many people, getting them uh, organised well and uh, managing them in the right way, or leading them is the right word, uh, I was struggling uh, with so many people at the same time and keep the consistency with the customer, with the message of the business. And it didn't happen until Lisa came into play that she helped me get some ordinance some planning, some culture, business culture, and she developed me as a leader. So that helped me autopilot a lot of things, and the culture helps people understand what we're doing, and they get on with that, and that gives me room to actually work on the business, which is what's happening right now. So that's where I'm quite confident that next year we should be doing, uh, in 2018, there should be some big movements in our Wow. Uh, how many stores by the end of 2018? Um, haven't put that number down. Uh, outside, of, outside of Perth? Are you going national? Absolutely, yes. Um, national would be great, yes. And uh, I, I do have some uh, areas that uh, landlords are yelling out for our company to be there. Fantastic. As a president. So, yes, it will be pretty interesting to do so. You've created a, a, a zubious threading. You've created a brand from, from scratch, Riz. Um, are you finding that being absolutely consistent with what, the way that brand presents itself across 30 stores, soon to be however many hundred stores, is that a challenge? It's the biggest challenge anyone could face. Uh, when you are in your salon, one salon, two salons, um, you are very able to 
very quickly able to uh, upgrade something or get rid of something, uh, you know, a, a flyer or a brochure. I'm talking little things to bigger things, habits. Uh, if a staff was doing certain something a certain way, now we've changed that. We've found a better way of doing it. Imagine that change in 30 salons that will mm. happen at once. That is a big challenge. How do you maintain that brand consistency? Um, communication and figuring out the ways the most effectively it works for you and your team together. And that's the key. And if you keep figure out how to most effectively and most efficiently communicate with the team, then you're onto something. What is your most efficient way of communicating with what is a big team now? Uh, first of all, you need to have a relationship. You mm-hmm. need to have clear messages. You cannot have multi-directional um, messages where people can get confused. Keep it simple. Keep it concise uh, and make everyone understand why they're there. Why are you coming to work? And understand their why as well because they might have their own purposes to be at work. Mm-hmm. So once you understand those, you import the right kind of people that suits your business. That's very important. You start with the right ingredients, you have a half-decent dish. If you don't start with the right ingredients, good luck, because it's not going to be good. Even one can spoil the whole thing. Yes, true. Uh, (laughs) We're talking with Riz Syed of Zubius Threading. Riz, you have a very interesting pricing model, and pricing is one of those things that I know many business owners struggle with. You've got this offer where you have unlimited threading plus a few additional little bonuses uh, from $8 a week. Um, That that, that seems smart. It seems incredibly cheap. How's that gone for you? It's it's really, really, really uh, effective, Tim, and it actually helps the business uh, generate revenue as it goes, and it also helps build the business. So you keep loyal customers, reward them for being loyal, uh, your income revenue might be mar- uh, reduced a little bit, but they're coming in. So we do lots of other things apart from just the eyebrows, obviously. So there's a value in that. Plus, it attracts more people. We can uh, focus on adding more people into our business uh, and more customers into our business by giving those customers great value because they will go out and talk to people uh-huh. and people bring people. Busy salon brings more people, more customers. Hey, what are they doing that is so busy? I want to go and check it out. So all of these things are uh, non-tangible and there are certain tangible aspects as well. It grows the business so well. So that extra value is limited for the loyal customers. It's just a thank you to say that you're going to stick around for us with us for six months, help our revenue, give it a, short, a quick surge uh, when they buy the membership, which also helps. So it all adds up. It's a good business sense, good model. Another thing that you're particularly uh, passionate about, I've seen a video uh, that you've done. It sits on YouTube. In fact, listeners, I'll put it in the show notes. But it's talking about – it actually explains the Zubius experience using the five senses uh, through the eyes of a customer, (laughs) which I I don't know why it's there because it's sort of – maybe it's for franchisees or to attract franchisees, but it's – it's quite clever, and clearly, customer experience is everything to you. Do you want what is, what is the customer experience for someone looking to use Zubius for threading? Um, firstly, I'm very, uh, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm giggling inside. I don't know how many people are going to end up watching this video. It is oh, millions, hilarious. millions. <laughs> 
Well, you know, you might be giggling. Let me just, because I think what you're thinking is, oh, it's an amateur video and it, I did it a while back and I'd do it better this time. Is that what you're, is that what you're thinking? No, no. Oh, there you go. I'm very comfortable in my skin, but I do think it's pretty hilarious. Yeah, no, well, it's, it's great. I mean, I love, I love its, its rawness. It's, it's, um, it's naivety, if you like. I think it's yeah. beautiful. So, and it works. It gets the message across. But, yeah. um, wh- what is because customer experience is so important. Do you have a mapped customer experience that you say to every person working for Zubius that they must adhere to? Um, look, I generally a lot of girls come from different cultures here because they're threading. Is uh, we have tried in the past to actually uh, train some of the students from the school and to, to get them the Aussie uh, the Aussies a chance. Aussies in the, when I say Aussies, the people who are coming from background where threading was not their thing. Mm-hmm. They haven't grown up with thread in their hand. Those are the type of people I'm talking about in general. So uh, we did try to teach and coach some youngsters to see if we can generate their skills and interest into the, into our business. But it, it happened that it didn't work out so well as we thought. Uh, so we end up uh, having people who have grown up with this and generally ends up being people from Iran, India, and uh, Pakistan, and so on and so forth. Mm. We have an expression. I'm from India myself, and a lot of girls uh, we work with are from India as well. Um, but in general, this group of people, a guest is... Ref- reflecting God, and that means a big deal for them, for for the culture mm-hmm. itself. When I say them, um, so that's the easiest example I use. A customer is your guest, full okay. stop, and let the brain run and do the job. So it's almost equal to God. So you do everything to make sure you please them and you greet them. And I simply said they are paying your bill, my bill, everyone's bill. So we have to thank them and be grateful that they chose to come to our shop. What what's highlighted to me, Riz, and Aussie business owners are going to probably get the shits with me by for me saying this, but um, your Indian culture has brought with you a deep, deep respect for people and for the customer and for staff, which maybe yeah. and I could be wrong here. I don't know. I'm just putting it out there. Maybe we don't see enough of, and maybe that's the reason for your success. I'm mm. very people person, very work from my heart thing. So I look for the same thing. I've given chance to people or other girls that I've hired. Uh, we're struggling to string two English letter words together to mm. form a sentence. And I saw that they are genuine. Uh, I, I, it came through to me their personality because I'm a good reader of um, people because that's my passion because I understand people. And I said, you know what? You're very passionate. You're very driven. Only limitation is English. That's nothing. You'll learn it in no time. Mm-hmm. You've got plenty of support. All the other girls will help you around it. And in no time, you'll be fine. Just focus on uh, doing these skills correctly. I'm going to train you, teach you everything. English will come. You're going to live here. That's fine. So I've given opportunity to so proudly I say that I've given opportunity to several of my girls who would have found it hard to fit into the society. And these are hidden gems that, mm-hmm. that I found that some girls are just so impressive. Must so be very re- so must be very rewarding for you, Riz. What do oh, you yeah. say? What do you say to the business owner listening, who is really who isn't a people person, but who has staff and are going to be employing more staff? What tip do you have for them? to be more like Riz? Um, being fair 
is a big deal. Being honest is a big deal. Uh, doing what you say and saying what you do, big deal. Never ever say anything that you don't not going to come through. And think just like kids. Really, I would never do that to my child. If I promise something, it's going to happen. That's it. Yep. Stop. Don't yep. make fake things. And if they see that you're consistent and you keep putting good things in the good cookie jar, then you're allowed to put uh, access a bad cookie jar as well. If they do something naughty, you're able to tell them and they'll take it like a champion because you're there. They know that you mean the best. Yeah, After it's that, the um, it's easy. It's that classic, uh, who wrote Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Steve... Um doesn't matter. Famous business book, should know the author, but he talks about the emotional bank account in business uh, yeah. and the emotional, but you know, you've got to put a lot of, you got to put a lot of deposits into the positive side of the bank account before you can withdraw on the negative Absolutely. side, but um, it does work that way. So yeah. um, it's not... One a, thing, Tim, I find like a lot of times that amateur, uh, I, I could accuse myself of this, but I've learned over time that when you walk in, your business owner, your heart and soul is in every brick of this shop right you walk in and you're wanting this thing to be 100 percent. okay you walk in and you go that's not right 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 what did you just walk into the shop with what kind of energy what kind of message mm. everyone's going to be like turtles hiding back <laughs> so walk in i first smile and look at everybody make a good connection and make bring in that positive energy into the service only helps with overall brings more customers honestly I don't know what it is about positive energy. It brings several customers. People get attracted mm. to it from miles. So walk in, smile, connect to your people. All of the other things, whichever thing is not right in the salon, it's your fault as a leader because you might not have been clear enough. So you focus on yourself, take a hard look and see how I can communicate better and help them get better positively. Very good lesson I've learned. That's the biggest thing I can give you. That builds your team so strong that you'll love it. I can't top that, Riz, and I don't think you can either. I want to congratulate you on having great success so far with Zubius Threading and uh, look forward to uh, hearing when you uh, open that 100th salon. Thanks for sharing on the Small Business Big Marketing Show. Thank you so much for having me, Tim. I appreciate it. Well, there you go, team. Riz Syed of Zubia Brow Bars in Perth. Coming up, I'm going to share my top three attention grabbers from that fireside chat with him. Plus, I'm going to show you how and why to fish where the fish are. Cheap, quick, great. I used to work with a designer who'd force me to choose two of those three options whenever I wanted something designed. As a small business owner with limited funds, it drove me nuts that I could never have all three. That's why I love Design Crowd. You see, Design Crowd is a website that helps startups, small businesses, and marketers outsource custom design from logos and business cards to websites and landing pages. In fact, Design Crowd gives you access to over 550,000 designers from Sydney to San Francisco, ready to help you with awesome creative ideas. Here's how it works you post a brief describing your design need. Within hours, you'll receive your first design, and over the next three to 10 days, a typical project will receive 60 to 100 different designs from designers around the world. You then pick your favourite, make any changes, and pay the designer. 
You know, whether you're an entrepreneur looking to set up your brand or an established business that needs marketing collateral designed, Design Crowd is your answer. For a special $100 VIP listener offer, go to designcrowd.com forward slash Timbo or enter the discount code Timbo when posting a project. See, now you can have cheap, quick and great design thanks to Design Crowd. Cash flow in business is everything, right? That's why I'm excited to introduce you to Prosper, Australia's number one online lender to Aussie small businesses. But don't take my word for it. Small business owner Nioli Scobie of Truly Tea won the contract to supply the opera house and needed to quickly ship tens of thousands of tea bags and two tonnes of loose leaf tea. Where was she going to get the money for that? Okay, well, I already supplied, you know, part of the opera house and then they offered me, um, you know, inside the opera house, which is a very big deal, and I had to have a lot of stock on hand. You can't say no to the opera house when they they place an order, they want it the next day, and those are the terms of trade, and I wasn't going to say no to them. I'd knocked back too many opportunities in the past, so I phoned up a, a finance guy I trusted. He said, look, there's a new player on the market, Prosper, give them a call. I gave them a call, and within... 24 hours, I had the money in the bank. Prosper, P-R-O-S-P-A. That's where she got the money. Apply online in 10 minutes to borrow up to $250,000. Call 1-300-882-867 or visit prosper.com forward slash Timbo. Righto, my top three attention grabbers from my chat with Riz Syed of Zubia Brow Bars, thanks to Prosper and Design Crowd. Attention grabber number one. Have a crystal clear and genuine business purpose that you know will add value to your customers. It's very refreshing to hear Riz talk about his and seeing how it works across all parts of his business. I think it's probably a fundamental reason for his business's success. Attention grabber number two, focus on your people by deeply understanding why they work for you. Great advice by Riz. Now, it will, be, of course, be different for each each staff member, so spend time understanding them at an individual level. And if you want to learn more about how to create a happy team, then you could do a lot worse than going back and listening to episode 396 uh, that I recently did with Jen Lim from Delivering Happiness. Uh, great concept about how to make sure your staff come first, really, which is a little bit counterintuitive, but have a listen to that and you'll understand why. Attention grabber number three, Riz's pricing model of offering $250 unlimited threading for six months. I think that's genius. I love a clever pricing model. I think sometimes pricing proves so difficult for many small business owners that they kind of take the path of least resistance. But uh, maybe have a think how you could apply uh, a membership-style recurring revenue model to something that you sell. Riz certainly has, and it's working a treat. That's what grabbed my attention. Head over to smallbusinessbigmarketing.com forward slash 397. Leave a comment. Let me know what piqued your interest. All right, team. Well, this will be the 62nd and last time I push 
this button. What have you got to lose? Yes, indeedly, doodly, it is time for one simple yet effective marketing idea that you can implement immediately. One that's not going to cost a fortune, might just generate you more awareness, more inquiry, and ultimately more sales. I call today's idea the fish where the fish are hack. You know, just this morning, I had a small suburban cafe advertising on a statewide radio station. Now, Unless that cafe is absolutely exceptional, and if it is, then why are they advertising? I'm guessing most people who hear their ad will never visit the cafe. That's a huge amount of wasted audience that the cafe is paying for. So if you want to make every dollar of your marketing budget count, and I'm guessing you do, then here's my three steps to fishing where the fish are. Step one, identify where your ideal clients seek information. If you've got a pet sitting business, ask the local vet or pet groomer if they'll display your brochures. Maybe you're a landscape gardener. Offer to do a display at the local nursery. Or maybe you organise kids' birthday parties. Then place chalk stenciled ads on the footpath outside schools. Get the idea? Step two, once you've identified where your prospects are, then create engaging messaging that will get their attention. And step three, go all in and launch your campaign. No more tiptoeing around the edges, just go all in. And here's the pro tip. If you don't get the response you were hoping for, then don't stop completely. Tweak things. Try a new headline for your brochure, a different location in the nursery for the the garden display, or a different coloured chalk for your stenciled ad. That's my three steps to fishing where the fish are. And you can head over to smallbusinessbigmarketing.com forward slash 397 where you'll find a link to this post, plus some additional resources to bring this idea to life, including a link to purchase a copy of my signed book, The Boomerang Effect, which will get you in the right marketing mindset. So, what have you got to lose? As I said there, that is the last time I will do a What Have You Got To Lose segment, but don't worry, there's 62. You can go back and have a listen to them all if you like over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. Plus, I'll be launching a new segment in next week's show, which I know you're going to love because it is going to make your website rock. In fact, it's going to make your website ignite. But more on that next week. Hey, you and I cover some serious marketing ground in this show. Have you listened to the chat I had with gold medal Olympian Stephen Bradbury? I asked him if he was annoyed that people say he only won an Olympic gold because he was lucky. Mate, I'm, uh, I'm the first person to admit I was incredibly lucky to win that. I'm probably the luckiest Olympic gold medalist in history. <laughs> but... It doesn't change the fact that I had to be in position to give myself a chance to win. Uh, I competed at four Olympics, trained five hours a day, six days a week for 12 years, and that's not lucky. Mm. When you work hard enough for long enough at something, eventually you start to make your own luck. Never a truer word spoken. You know, most successful business owners I speak to will agree that it takes years and years to be an overnight success. So if sometimes you feel like, you know, is this all worth it? 
take heed knowing that uh, things will happen if you're putting the right things in place. And you listen to this show, so it's going to work for you, right? Your business is going to be a success. Hey, you'll find that full interview with Stephen Bradbury plus hundreds more over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com or you can subscribe free on your favourite podcast catcher. I like Pocket Casts. Love to hear from you. Hit the contact button over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. You can email me, connect with me on social media, even grab a signed copy of my book, The Boomerang Effect. Be sure to check out Prosper. They make this show possible, P-R-O-S-P-A. They're Australia's number one online lender to small businesses. And you can quickly apply online for loans up to 250 grand, get a fast decision, and in most cases, receive the coin... In under 24 hours. Gee, that's good. Love a fast-moving business. Visit prosper.com forward slash Timbo or give them a buzz, one 2867 And check out Design Crowd, the world's number one custom design marketplace where with access to 550,000 designers, you'll get the perfect design every time and you can get 100 bucks off your brief at designcrowd.com forward slash Timbo. If you love the Small Business Big Marketing Show, then let another business owner know about it by grabbing their phone, opening up the podcast app, searching Small Business Big Marketing, hit subscribe, hand the phone back, say you're welcome, and then move on to the next one. I would love you forever if you did that. Until next week, I'm Timbo Reid. Thanks for tuning in. May your marketing be the best marketing. Bye for now. 